I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. This week's show is massive. We are going to preview the Royal Rumble. We're going to give you our predictions. We're going to look at the latest going on with the brand new promotion, AEW. We're also going to hear from WWE superstar and United States champion Rusev and look at loads of independent wrestling as well. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. I'm John Jackson, we've got Will Gavin and Alex McCarthy as well. And as ever, we're going to bring you the latest news on everything going on in the independent scene across the UK. A lot of people enjoying progress last week. Uh, we're also going to look at AEW and the latest rumours of names that are linked to the brand new promotion. And we're also going to talk about SmackDown Raw 205 Live, which we've seen from WWE this week. As ever, you can get in touch at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram as well. And make sure you check out all the videos of all the interviews you hear on this show on our YouTube channel. Just search Pro Wrestle show delightful well done johnny first of I'm all though, of you. first of all we just need to talk about um skype and alex mccarthy's uh, skype <laughs> it's riddled matt's riddled <laughs> the, t- <laughs> the time as of now is twelve thirty-seven. we were due to start recording this podcast at eleven thirty. why are we starting over an hour late al mac there's numerous factors william as to how this came to be <laughs> I mean, my slow Mac and my <laughs> spamming That's email your account. Nickname. Slow Mac. No one, you are slow Mac. We had um, uh, we had somebody actually get in touch on Twitter uh, asking Chris. Now that you're a trio, can we expect a new photoshopped profile picture? It's what the well, fans want. I, I I'm for all for it as well. But the woman who made our original Photoshop is currently on holiday, and I don't want to disturb her during her personal time. So if there is anyone out there who would like to take our logo and Photoshop Al Max's little face in the middle, maybe like popping out of the logo, then make that happen. But uh, or just let us know, and we'll send you all the the required materials, the assets. Uh, it will happen. It will happen. Don't worry, buddy. Spike Dudley will make it. I know he will. I don't think we can do the Dudley boys because there's a bit of an issue with one of me and Will, I think. I'm not, shyly, I'm not entirely sure we'd Photoshop very well. Um, yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll have to think of another we don't, one. We don't both wear glasses. That's the problem. What, about, is, yeah. what, what about the brood? <laughs> I want to be gangrel. We've got the same issue. We've definitely got the same issue. <laughs> oh, Let's get started with this week's news then. Will. Undert- oh, am I, I on? Uh, am I on news duty? I thought we'll- I should be told I was <laughs> no, on I'm news just, duty. I'm there. just pointing in the direction of you. It's a little bit hard when we're doing this on Skype. Um, the Undertaker for the Hall of Fame, I believe. Yeah, this was an email that was sent out by WWE, where there, it was an email they were sending out, uh, suggest, you know, plugging various live shows, etc. And then they referred to the Undertaker as WWE Hall of Fame inductee 
for 2019, The Undertaker, and then very, very, very quickly removed it, but did not remove it quickly enough. Uh, and uh, yeah, until people had already spotted it and screenshotted it and posted it online. So they may well have spoiled the fact that The Undertaker is going to be the headline act for this year's uh, Hall of Fame. I'd be intrigued to find out because generally they don't put active wrestlers in there so is this going to be an indication that he's actually finally retiring are we going to see him have a match at mania despite the fact he's going into the hall of fame so there's plenty of intrigue with it who do you think would induct him into the hall of fame would it be his brother it's funny you say about the the hall of fame did i believe uh rick flair was inducted the night before Shawn michaels retired him so oh was it yeah so i, I believe that it, it's Obviously, it's plausible The Undertaker could do it that way and have a final swan song. Um, as for inductee, uh, probably Kane, I guess. Like It would actually be big enough for, for Vince McMahon to come out and do it. Um, whether he would break that rule and, and do it, I don't know. But there's no other obvious candidates because, of course, Adley Paul Bearer is no longer with us. Um, I really can't look past Kane. I don't know how you two guys feel about that. I wonder whether he's the greatest big man in WWE history. That was my thinking when I saw this, because I was trying to think who you'd have above him, basically. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think you could have... Essentially, anyone could come and do it, but I think Kane would probably be the obvious choice. But, you know, why? Like Mick Foley could come and easily do it. They had so many great matches. Shawn Michaels. Uh, Shawn Michaels for the same reason. Yeah, exactly. So it could be... You could take any existing Hall of Famer who had matches with The Undertaker and probably give them an opportunity of doing the induction. So, yeah, I think there are plenty of options. I think he's the greatest character of all time. That's uh, that, I think that's pretty much undisputable and, and that might be why a Vince McMahon or someone, uh, you know, Triple H even perhaps after their series of matches and how long will they go back might do it. But um, it would make more sense for Kane, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you think, John? I, I mean, I would go for Kane just because of the mayor uh, of Knoxville. <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, I don't want Glenn Jacobs rocking up. Imagine you book Kane and you get Glenn Jacobs. That would be an absolute killer, wouldn't it? Um, I, th- I think surely they will go with Kane. Maybe okay. Maybe Kane and Vince McMahon. I don't know. So who do, who would they have Undertaker face in his final match? Then <sighs> would he put over someone? Does, is that his thing? I think it probably would be his thing. Um, you know, he, he he's all about the business, isn't he, and how it works. And there's obviously the famous story of of him telling Shawn Michaels to do business before his WrestleMania clash with Austin, whether that's true or not. Um, but, I mean, it'd be very hard because really he should put someone over on the way out or do you make it a bit like the Brothers of Destruction and DX thing at Crown Jewel where it's... Uh, and nostalgia and all of this stuff. Um, you know, for me personally, I'm not saying it should be like Alistair Black, that's just a name that comes to mind, but someone like that who could do with the right rub um, would probably be my preferred option, but you've you got to build it. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that stands out to me as the obvious up-and-comer. Mustafa Ali, that's the person they're giving the <laughs> hardest out-of-nowhere push to right now. So there we go. That's going to be my shout. Well, look, someone who's... <laughs> they're all laughing at me. Someone who's not apparently going to retire now is Matt Hardy. Uh, we, we thought he'd retired at a really random house show somewhere I've never heard of. Um, and then someone's tweeted in this week, which everyone's picked up on, saying about, um, didn't you retire? 
And he said, no, I'm not retired. I'm not going to be retiring anytime soon. I've worked my ass off to rehabilitate and have physically been green lit. My body's in the best shape it's been in in years and I'm the lightest I've been in 20 years. Is that a surprise? I thought he was done. I thought he was uh, edged. Yeah, I mean, I my kind of feeling on it was not that he just that he was done, but it was probably time as well they had their big nostalgia pop they came back they got the titles went on a little singles run we managed to see a bit of the broken universe in in uh in the wwe which was a bit of fun but yeah i don't see what there is for him to do coming back but then i was pretty negative on Rey mysterio coming back again because i thought that he was past the point where when you get high-flying wrestlers and they try to continue to later in their career it's very rare that you get somebody who can adapt in the right way. You get It's very rare you get someone like Chris Jericho who just totally gets the psychology so much that he can completely change his working style out in New Japan and it completely works. But actually, Rey Mysterio has come back and proven that with these recent runner matches with Andrade that he is still an unbelievable performer. And I think he's had his best few weeks, if not a couple of months in WWE in, in close to a decade. So... Matt Hardy, in theory, could come back and do it. I don't see it, but, you know, their roster's pretty deep. That's the other thing. And we're hearing more about more NXT call-ups and stuff like... They're actually... If there's any time they can bleed some wrestlers off to AWE, it's probably now. AW, whatever it's called. AWE or... AWE, eh? (laughs) All wrestling elites. It works. You could have done that. Maybe you can start. How much, um, you know, they've got £100 million pounds or $100 million, I think it is, to uh, to start their promotion. How much would your promotion all have, Will? How much have we got in the coffers right now? I've got about $67 and a £10 note. So A £10, I think it's Sears voucher, which I don't know if I can use anymore. Because uh, I think Sears has gone into administration, so I can't bring anything to the table. Al? Um, yeah, I've got two kids bleeding me dry. If anything, I'm negative. So you're in negative <laughs> equity because yes. of your desire to have a family and a life. Well, yeah. Will, you just mentioned the new performance center stars. Um, do you want? I'm not. I'm not aware of most of these. I think you're going to be the best person to talk about them. Yeah, so the, uh, a list of uh, new names coming through, few, uh, a few TNA stars, Trevor Lee, former X Division champion at Impact. You've got Sam Shaw, uh, who won TNA's gut check. But those are kind of, pute- I mean, uh, Trevor Lee's been around a while, so he's less developmental. Um, Jonah Rock, I think we've seen Jonah Rock before live, haven't we, John? He's a yeah, big, bruising Islander fella. He, I'm inter- interested in him. Nick Comaroto, who's the Monster Factory heavyweight champion, who's a... 6'3", weighs nearly 300 pounds, is the classic kind of Vince McMahon, muscle man. So You mean like Chris Masters f- was once back uh, in the day? Exactly. The new Chris Masters. That's what we're calling Nick Comaroto. I'm sure he'll love that. The, the problem is, is that they've announced this group and it's an, it's an interesting class. There's a few interesting names in there. But as much as there's been all the speculation about whether Kenny Omega will come to WWE, Kushida, I'm pretty sure at this point, former junior heavyweight champion is coming to NXT after his contract expires on January 31st. So I just don't wonder why just even announce the class of people coming in. Why not wait until February 1st, February 2nd and announce the class with Kushida as a headliner and then everyone gets excited about that and it doesn't matter that the rest of it is interesting if not a little underwhelming. Might be wanting to keep it as a surprise for all we know. Like, you know how much they like their takeover weekend specials and 
front row is malarkey. But even so, if you know to follow that up, not not everyone has been debuted by. Oh, they're entering the NXT class, have they? I think, yeah, I think Kushida's definitely going to NXT, but I don't think you're wrong about that. Yeah, it's just the way they did the last one with Keith Lee, etc. They made a really big deal out of it. I thought yes. that was the new thing, but apparently it's not the new thing. <laughs> you got to keep on, some uh, element of surprise of these things. You can't just do the same each time. On uh, on actually the um, NXT call ups, NXT Euro, all that stuff. We will get into. We're going to be doing not only a Rumble preview, but a Takeover preview coming up. They announced the wrestlers taking part in the World's Collide tournament, which is the um, they're going to do a fifteen superstar battle royal and then a tournament, uh, which will see one whoever wins the tournament will get a crack at their respective title. So it's NXT, NXT UK, and two hundred five live. It, the list is exactly the kind of names you'd expect from NXT UK. You've got Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, Zach Gibson, uh, two hundred five Cedric Alexander, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, TJ Peham, Butto Carrillo. Uh, you add it. Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Keith Lee, Shane Thorne. But what was interesting is uh, Dominic Dijakovic, I think they're called as they're calling him now, uh, is was originally announced and then has since been replaced. Hmm. So I don't know what's happening there. Well, no, they said he was going to be replaced. Hang on, but my list on. has him on there. I've looked into it. Will it was actually Otis Dozovic who was replaced. Oh. I so mean, I saw you've got a, mixed yeah. up with the Eastern European names. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. Uh, um, interestingly, Dominic Djokovic. He, we've seen him in Progress, haven't we? Didn't he turn up at Progress one time? He's great. He is great. I really think he's he's got a really big future in NXT. There were rumours that I, I. Well, yeah, I've just messed this up, so I'm going to show up. <laughs> Have you just tapped out of your own conversation? <laughs> yeah, that's what's happened. Well, look, I, it's gonna. That's gonna be. Um, that's gonna be good. There's some good names in there. Um, if if someone from NXT UK won this uh, this title opportunity out of Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson, who would we say it might be? I don't think Tyler needs it. Um, although I'd quite like to see him go far. Um, Zach Gibson's already had his tournament win and is a tag team champion. I mean, how much are they really gonna shed? You know, chuck his way. Um, Jordan Devlin's an interesting shout there. And Mark Andrews. And who was the other one that we had there? Uh, Travis Banks. Travis Banks. I'm a big Travis Banks guy, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually mind seeing that one happen. Um, I would always yeah. go with Devlin after going against uh, Finn Balor on the on the network takeover special thing. You know. Oh, I wouldn't mind yeah. that at all. But you look at NXT as well. I see Velveteen Dream. It must be all a work. This um, they need to utilise me, or he's not going to appear on NXT until we appreciate his his true value. I think is the line um, for him to win this tournament kind of negates that. So it seems a bit strange. Like he obviously, it seems like he's almost pandering for a main roster call up. But obviously, it's in the eyes of WWE, it seems like foreshadowing. Um, Adam Cole doesn't need to win that tournament either. He's already a big star in my opinion, and probably destined to for main roster after WrestleMania. So maybe it will be an to UK. I can't see it being any of the 205 live guys. So um, I don't know. The thing is, the, these kind of access type events, they will often throw up a title opportunity for somebody. I wouldn't be that surprised if it was like Mark Andrews or Jordan Devlin or someone, and then they got their title opportunity on the next TV tapings and didn't win it. But it's a, you know, it's a... a 
it's not a pay-per-view level kind of gimmick. It's not winning King of the Ring. It's winning a, a localised event to Royal Rumble weekend. So yeah. I don't think it's too big an issue if it's not one of the big names on the list, as it were. Or even if you gave it to Adam Cole or someone and gave him a shot on TV and then you get interference and it's all a bit of a, a mess and a work, then there's yeah, there's, there's plenty of different opportunities. Um, what I mean, else? It, 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 it does air on the WWE Network, doesn't that? Doesn't it? It's oh, a network it? special, Worlds Collide, taped for WWE Network special. Oh, excellent. So we will, we will be able to see oh. that. Well, look, we've talked about, um, we talked about people joining WWE. That ties in very nicely with a little update on people who might potentially leave WWE. Um, again, Will, you text me in the week saying Dolph Ziggler, question mark. So Ziggler, not backstage for Raw last night, although he is um, apparently scheduled to work some weekend live events. I think it's going to be fascinating to see if he's involved in some way in the Rumble this weekend. But if you go to his Twitter, he no longer references, uh, he's now known known as Nick Namath. Um, He has a pro wrestling tees store now. Uh, with Namath Bros t-shirts and Heel Crew t-shirts. He does still list himself as former WWE World Heavyweight Champion bracket again in there. But all of his tweets are only about his stand-up, etc. It does feel like there's a distancing of himself away from the WWE product. There was some talk about him, whether or not he would move. There was a production role, apparently, potentially in the conversation. But... I mean, he is the sort of guy who could go to somewhere like AEW and headline events. You know, imagine like Ziggler against Hangman Page and Pac and stuff like that. Like they could put on some great matches. So if there is anyone that seems most likely to leave of all the rumours other than the Revival, who it sounds like they might be reversing on that after they've been making jokes about it on uh, on Instagram, etc. Then, yeah, I, I kind of think that he's the obvious choice. We spoke to him at WrestleMania last year, didn't we? And he kind of suggested, you know, he was obviously very much in character and keeping a lot close to his chest, but he did suggest there was stuff coming up for him. And obviously he got a bit of a push uh, with Drew McIntyre towards the end of last year. But I think if people were discussing contract situations, and I appreciate not everyone knows the full contract situation of any of these superstars, really. Um, if, if it was talk around WrestleMania last year, then, you know, it's potentially maybe it's coming up this year he might have signed a new one year deal or something like that so in terms of the contractual stuff that might uh tie in quite nicely with him leaving i think he'd do really well in AEW he would he would be you know such a a top him against you could have him against Jericho as a bit of a kind of two fingers up to WWE a little bit in a way which would be quite cool um any other people on the roster we think i saw Sasha Banks sort of played along with the revival and then possibly deleted it or regretted it did you see that well dave Meltzer did weigh in on that one with sasha didn't he and he did say that um he's heard rumblings for what dave Meltzer's worth of her being unhappy with her position and that's something that's very understandable when you look at the last 12 months and where she's been as as we've mentioned on the prior podcast when we had her no one-on-one title match since august 2017 prior to this royal rumble date with ronda rousey and with all the moving parts and evolution and all of these things, and she's been kind of lost in these six-woman tags, that's very easy to believe that she would be frustrated. And according to Meltzer, that this Rousey matchup is as a result of that. Like, although it would seem to the the, you know, the, the, the knowledgeable fan that 
she seems like the the easy choice because you know she's not going to beat Rousey, but she's probably got the biggest star power on Raw when you look at it individually. So the matchup makes itself really. But Gordon to Meltzer, a lot of it's been to placate Banks. Um, if she went to AEW, she'd be pff, ridiculous top star. You'd be easily easily their top woman draw. Um, I don't see her going though personally when I look at the tag team women's titles coming up and all of these things. I think she wants to be a part of it. So um I I, I don't I don't buy Sasha Banks wants out. Maybe something further down the line for her. Yes. Work out that way. Uh, well, look, while we're talking about AEW, not AWE, Will's terrible spin-off promotion. Um, Kenny Omega. All Will Elite. We're, we're, we're <laughs> all Will Elite. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, we are how many? Eight, seven or eight days away from Kenny Omega's contract expiring at the end of January. Uh, do we think we're still going to get an announcement for him to be an AEW? Yeah. I think that's definitely the direction it's going. There's um, there's a uh, TSN, the Toronto Sports Network, have announced they've put together a one-hour documentary called The Omega Man, A Wrestling Love Story, which will air in Canada at the end of March, featuring uh, his past several months uh, in New Japan. So I think it's uh, kind of could end up being the perfect uh, bullet point, the perfect fight bullet point. That was almost uh, clever if I thought about it in advance <laughs> uh, on his time there and, and then moving on to his new career. I, he also won. They had the um, uh, they had the New Japan. They are actually the official New Japan Awards. They're the Tokyo Sports Magazine Awards, but they are kind of seen as the equivalent of I don't know the Slammies, I guess, uh, for uh, for wrestling. And he won. He didn't win the MVP, which apparently he was a bit annoyed about. Hiroshi Tanahashi won that, but he did for the second year win the um, win the bout of the year for his Dominion matchup with Okada. Uh, otherwise. Tetsuya Naito won the uh, won the Technique Award. Uh, Maru Fuji won the Outstanding Performance Award. So all kind of people you would expect. But yeah, I think Omega's done in Japan. I really do. I think he's going to come over here and, and prove himself in front of the home home crowd, as it were. And well, in London. AEW is the obvious place. <laughs> yes, here. Front of the, yes, because he's famously from London, John. He's going to come over to South Lo- the Southwest London area and perform for All Will Elite. Um, and your, tag, your tagline of course now is that was almost funny no what was it almost clever um, almost clever yeah. what, what did we hear anything about CM Punk I know that on the Chris Jericho's podcast with uh, I can't remember his name it's uh, that fella that interviewed him in the back of Chris Jericho's car because he got mobbed by fans so they just did it in right, Jericho's yeah. limo and they were talking about um, CM Punk and whether he would come to AEW and sort of Jericho laughed it off really um, and said that he didn't really know where that come from. Um, have we heard any more about that? I've seen some people mention it online. Well, well the only thing is that, that sent the nerds absolutely reeling was because um, CM Punk, uh, there was a, a, a shirt that was being advertised, that was being advertised by Redbubble, and they essentially got a cease and desist order uh, from uh, Pro Wrestling Tees to say, can you stop selling this likeness? We have the exclusive rights to this likeness. But the subject matter of the email said all elite wrestling, comma, pro wrestling tees or the subject of the of the legal paperwork or whatever. I think all this means is that pro wrestling tees and all elite wrestling are clearly becoming part of the same umbrella because of how much you know, they made up. 
vast sums of money off Matt and Nick Jackson and will continue to do so. But there are people going, oh, does this mean that All Elite Wrestling have got this copyright now? Oh my God, CM Punk's... Ah, ah, ah. The nerds have lost their minds. I don't think CM, CM Punk ever wrestles again. So at some point, it'd be nice that we don't have to talk about this anymore. Does CM Punk ever do UFC again? Just off a slight tangent. No. No, he might. Maybe he does commentary or something, or uh, you know, uh, again, which would would even be more laughable with him giving his expert analysis of what's going on. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, I don't see that happening. He's obviously under contract with UFC still. What they intend to do with him is anybody's guess. Um, but there's no conceivable way Dana White, in his right mind, says, "Let's have a look at CM Punk and the Otkin again." Who do you pair him with? They've paired him with what they thought was a similar fight. Last time out, the first fight was against someone who was uh, also, I think, it was uh, their second fight. So he's he's made, he can't make it any easier for CM Punk, right? There, there is no place for him in the UFC, and by that token, CMP uh, CMP CM Punk appears to have zero motivation to get back into the squared circle either. You know, if there was ever going to be a place, surely it would actually be all elite wrestling, and that's not wishful thinking. That's just away from the WWE machine with some of his friends and, you know, what could be guaranteed is good money on a lighter schedule. So it would make all the sense in the world if that's what he wanted. But the the fact is we're not going to know what he wants until his contract with UFC is done. It's a bit like Usain Bolt. Just give it up, mate. You're not going to be a footballer. I know well, he has now given it up, you know. Two goals, two wins, two games, Usain Bolt, gone. It's a good record. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I heard I heard someone talking on the, on the radio on Talksport yesterday. I think it was Goffey, um, and he was saying that people who'd actually watched him in training said he he couldn't trap the ball. That every time he scored in training, it was just bouncing off him just because he was in the box as quicker than anyone else, and it was just <laughs> kind of laughable. Um, I don't think CM Punk was quite that bad at UFC, but uh, I, I like that comparison. Um, any more news for the news section? Uh, this, this is now a thing I've, that seems to be a thing that we now have a news section in this. We're all correspondents, John. That's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> Top wrestling journos, mate. Uh, shall we... Um, I, well, while we're putting a new format into the show, shall we do the indie roundup? <laughs> Go on, then. Have you got the jingle? Uh, there is no jingle there is no music there will be a jingle of music coming up I'm sure if anyone would like to if like anyone would like to provide it then uh, please do so Uh, I have an exclusive update here we go see I, we are journalists. Breaking news. Uh, we had a tweet from Jamie Hutchkin, Hutchins saying, went to Progress Chapter 83. That was this past weekend. Fantastic show, top to bottom, even with the unfortunate ending to the main event. The main event, uh, which saw the Swords of Essex putting the tag team title up against CCK. Guess who got injured? Uh, not a surprise, really, at this point anymore. Kid Lycos. Although all this nonsense on Twitter, as Jamie says about it, it's because of his wrestling style. He's hurting himself. He's just been really, really unfortunate. Uh, dislocated his shoulder, ended up kind of distracting from the end of the match, which they did finish off. Uh, I was texting with uh, Glenn from Progress on Sunday night because he when was watching the NFL. When are you texting with Glenn, Will? Yeah. Well, he or was watching Glenn, the NFL. Like talking about texting him. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were well what do you want me to do? do you want me to go Meltzer and go a high profile source within the company I asked him and he just said there's no damage apart from the dislocation which is uh, well it looks like there's no damage apart from the dislocation itself which
which would be the best case scenario. MRI later this week, they'll know more. But essentially, it looks like he's done no actual ligament or muscle damage. So Kid Lycos expected back quicker from this injury than from previous. But uh, he has had a really rough kind of year and a half with these injuries, shoulder, arm, uh, broken bones. It's just been so, so rough on him. So we wish him a speedy recovery as per. Johnny. I had a few of my friends there and they said that it was because uh, it was the main event that and obviously they kind of I guess they rushed to finish as soon as they could um, that they were all kind of ushered out very very quickly so that he could get attention so it's quite lucky that it was because um, he was he was like clotheslined out of the ring into the crowd uh, which is probably not the best way to dislocate your shoulder in in the world so um yeah, it sounds like a pretty horrific thing to witness if you were there. But um, Would you like me to run down the rest of the shows, tickets, everything that you can get this week? This is where the music should kick in, but <laughs> yes. soon, sometime in the future. Uh, so, Progress Chapter 83, first and foremost. Spoilers for the next 30 seconds or so, but apparently a brilliant show, well worth checking out on, uh, on Progress On Demand. Ilya Dragunov going over. Timothy Thatcher was superb, apparently. Nina Samuels beating Laura DiMatteo. Uh, Do Not Resuscitate, continue there big push drew parker and spike trevay went over eddie dennis and mark haskins in a in a big weapon spot crowd brawling apparently eddie dennis did a razor's edge on drew parker into the fourth row which looked absolutely insane uh and helico faced jody fleisch in a nice high flak uh, high flying high flapping indeed uh aussie open uh, won the number one contendership match for the tag championship over the other half of do not resuscitate william eva and chuck mambo but apparently the match of the night chris ridgeway continues his uh, his rise uh, he beats shikiro iri who has uh, won a lot of fans while doing a tour over here in the uk but ridgeway is apparently in line for a shot at the progress champion walter coming up so all this nonsense about WWE UK means that the the UK Britress indie scene is going to suffer. Look at these people coming and grabbing their opportunities. The guys from Do Not Resuscitate. Spike Trevay did a brilliant promo about Jimmy Havoc on Twitter the other day. Those guys really rising and taking their opportunities by uh, uh, by you know by the scruff of the neck. So yeah, it's it's rubbish. It's what it is, mate. It's rubbish. We've seen um, this week, actually, Ilya Dragunov cancelled a lot of uh, bookings with Defiant, which has led all the people online to speculate that he may be joining NXT UK um, or NXT Germany. If that, you know, that could come quicker than we think, maybe. Who knows? Um, but, you know, even with that, even if you took him out of that lineup, it's still a, a really good event. And, you know, these people stepping up, as you say, are really good. And it's quite good to, I sort of follow a lot of the uh, wrestlers who have their own schools, you know, like, for example, James Drake and uh, Zach Gibson have their own school on Merseyside. And um, Sid Scala has his training school in North London. And it's really good to see a lot of those people that I've just kind of like casually seen training on their Instagram. And actually now... Um, they're in matches and uh, I can't remember who what her name is I think it's Jessica Light I believe mm-hmm. who has been training with on Merseyside is now um, having a sort of one of her sort of first main match against Isla Dawn uh, in their promotion on Merseyside as part of that training school and you know as you see even the people who are involved with NXT UK are now training up the next generation of people so it's a it's a decent conveyor belt I'd say 100% 
Hundred percent right. I will actually now run down all the other shows that are going on, etc. So, uh, ICW have announced a bunch of matches for next weekend's show in the in the garage in Glasgow uh, ahead of uh, ahead of Square Go at the end of next month. Are we going to uh, go to that? I keep texting you guys and you don't reply to me, so I thought we'd do it on the podcast. <laughs> um, I found flights, EasyJet, sorting us right out. Um, could we? Can we go? I'd like to go. My problem is, is that I can't really afford with my massive tax bill to be taking a Sunday <laughs> off, Sunday night off work. So uh, I, um, I will be making a decision on it, maybe after I've spoken to the tax man today. But if I can still do my radio show from up there somehow, then I'm absolutely up for it. But right. your status sub- subject to HMRC approval. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, Al, what are you saying? I know you've got a family. I know you've got a family. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Uh, what's the date? <laughs> Sunday the 24th. <laughs> this is getting way too logistical for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Al, you have a look at that in your calendar and we'll talk about it when the podcast is done. Yes. Right. right. Good. So, well, sorry, Matt- ICW. Matches they've announced for, announced for Fight Club next weekend. Paul Robinson taking on Joe Coffey for the Zero G Championship. We also know that Aaron Echo is going to be going up against Red Lightning, which looks like a great matchup. Uh, Mark Coffey uh, taking on uh, taking on Bad Boy Liam T, and uh, also Jody Fleisch continuing his return, going up against Wolfie. Hopefully, Wolfie's dad will be there. He is one of the best. <laughs> I love Wolfie's uh, dad. Hey, hey, uh, hey! That's my boy. You Great. can get tickets for uh, Defiance next show, which is a week on uh, a, w- a week on that s- Saturday, so two weeks away ish, week and a half, something like that. Uh, Defiant Unstoppable. They've announced a few matches for this: Martin Kirby against El Fantasmo, uh, Primate and Joe Hendry are going to be in action, so that looks like a cracker. Find that online. Uh, Attack have their first Bristol show of the year coming up a week on Sunday, uh, and have announced that the tickets are now available. You can find that at Attack Wrestling online, and they've also posted a brilliant YouTube video which is about uh, No Fun Done, and his 12 months in Attack Pro Wrestling, like a little mini documentary they've posted on their YouTube, and it is absolutely superb. So if you go to At Attack Wrestling on Twitter to find that. Uh, Rev Pro have a show coming up in Bristol this Sunday, including El Fantasma against Will Ospreay, uh, Mac McKinnon against Chris Brooks, you've got Chardonnay and Zoe Lucas against you and Sammy Jane, uh, Great O'Connor against Shigeru Irie, if you want to get a chance to see him before he goes. So that looks like an absolutely superb show up in Bristol. Oh, and David Starr and Rob Lias have been announced to be facing Aussie Open as well. In fact, that's a really good show in Bristol coming this Sunday. If I wasn't flying to the States, I'd suggest you check that one out. Uh, Fight Club Pro, WrestleHouse 19 is coming up, and they've announced the first couple of matches for this. This is Friday, the 1st of February. Walter is going to be taking on Dunkzilla, uh, and you're also going to have Will Ospreay against Kyle Fletcher. So another couple of bangers there from Fight Club Pro. Uh, And that's all back off Project Tokyo, by the way, which the DVD and the online stream is going to be available coming up soon from Fight Club Pro, so keep an eye out for it. Uh, IPW have announced that PAC is returning to ICW. PAC is back in Canterbury, they've sold it as, which wasn't wasn't the return we were all waiting for necessarily. But on Wednesday, oh. the 20th of February, <laughs> Charles I had my catch- first ever Wagamama's in Canterbury. <laughs> well, Pac's back there now, so go check it out. <laughs> He's having a ramen. 
Uh, Eve Pro Wrestling uh, have nearly sold out their next show uh, Global Women's Strike 2 last year's event was amazing Tony Storm going against uh, Michael Satamora which was brilliant so that's on Saturday February 9th and finally Tax Williams sent us a tweet he says I'll be in the commentary booth for Southeast Pro this Sunday for Light the Fuse at the Alex Centre great card headlined by Meathead uh, defending the SEPW title against Eddie Ryan. So the point is, there's loads of independent wrestling going on near you, so go and watch some. If you're in Rainham and Essex as well on Saturday the 9th of February, Will Ospreay's promotion, Frontline Pro, are doing their next-gen event, which has also got uh, your man Erie and also Chris Ridgway. So, you know, if that's if you're in that area of the country, I think we've covered every part of the country in that. Bristol has a hotbed, apparently. Oh, the Bristol show is unbelievable. I can't wait. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm going to be flying. And then oh, it's the Royal you, Rumble. You, um, you're going to America, Will? You're going as well. Yeah, but I'm not banging on about it. By the way, when I searched <laughs> for the ICW show, just to check that there were tickets still available if we do go, it says, if you like this, you might like that the fun-loving criminals are playing the Barrowlands on the 2nd of February. <laughs> why, why, would, why would watching hardcore wrestling suggest that I want to go and watch Huey Morgan and the, and the gang do their one song? They said you might. <laughs> <laughs> Stick them up, punks! It's the fun-loving criminals. Supported That's by, supported by a band called Drug Church, which sounds sounds great. Can't wait for that. Have to go and uh, go and see that. Good. Right. Should we get on to SmackDown and Raw? Yes. Has any, have, <laughs> e- have either of you watched it? Yes. Yes. I've I've seen. Um, every- Don't lie, Alex. Everything, but. The, the thing that's probably most important to see on SmackDown, and that's the, the two out of three falls match with Ray and Andrade. I have, of course, thanks to you two, seen the finish. Um, but I'm looking forward to going and watching that match in detail because the, the chemistry between them two is quite literally off the charts. As, as Will said earlier, Ray Mysterio is having a renaissance of sorts. Um, very, very enjoyable. But I found SmackDown as a whole, the show, um, f- f- and I, I've always found this just far more digestible than Raw. Um, and I find it more entertaining. And I don't know whether that's the two-hour format or just the characters or... I, I can't really put my finger on it. Um, I, I really dig the Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, uh, the balance between them as you know as, as opposites now. I didn't think Vincent Mann added all that much, to be honest, in that segment. But I really... I, I did like at one point where he hadn't spoken for about two minutes and then just went... I'm bored of this. Yes. Get in the ring to Daniel Bryan. I was like, oh, I forgot Vince was even here. Yeah, it was just what I mean. Like, I was so I was digging Daniel Bryan's tirade so much <laughs> that I'd kind of lost sight of the fact that Vince is meant to be moderating the two. I think Vince is also aware that if he appears on the show, it seems to do better in the TV ratings, and I think they need that at the moment. So even as you say, him popping up there with a couple of comments, which adds to it, kind of in a very small way in the moment, at least he's on that show and people will see pictures of Vince McMahon and go, oh yeah, it's, it's Vince McMahon from that era when it was really hot, you know? Yeah, I mean, but staying with Vince, and I know I, I, we're kind of scattergun approach here, I don't know what you two felt, but I, I wasn't really all feeling his Finn Balor um, criticisms on Raw. I didn't really see how that was helping anything. Um, coming out and making out that, Finn Balor didn't stand a chance. I get the David and Goliath story. I understand it, but I just I thought he was really tired um, and a very unusual approach. Like he's just beaten what Vince calls the greatest of all time last week, clean as a whistle, uh, and then he decided to follow that up by essentially mocking his main of you know, not his main event of the Royal Rumble, but it's you know the title match, quote unquote. Um, 
I didn't really I didn't really dig it so much. I didn't really get any of it until things got physical, if I'm honest, in that opening segment. Is this more yeah. going well? I was going to say I thought the op- I thought it was the weaker of the two shows opening segments because yet again SmackDown made the right choice and put the women on first, which they've been doing pretty consistently recently, uh, and it led to a really great opening segment involving Becky and Asuka and Charlotte coming out and everything that you kind of wanted from that. Yeah, um, I do like this new thing that they're doing where when one segment finishes, rather than fading to black and going to the ad break with like it focusing on someone's face that the next match the music hits and like they start coming out already before the segment's really finished it's like i guess trying to make more of a flow to the live show but i quite liked it i think it's quite a nice little change a little bit of difference i do i am with you i think that it only works if they were planning to put finn balor over on sunday and we know they're not they're, well yeah exactly so i just that's what was kind of surprising to me about it i don't see why mcmahon needed to get involved braun getting involved it all just felt a bit more but um i was really good up until basically vince's music hit because brock lesnar and paul Heyman is amazing Uh, there were two promos that really stood out from that perspective those last two days and that was Heyman talking about uh, Brock Lesnar Heyman who is given the freedom to basically do what he wants within the confines of the show and Daniel Bryan who is basically the same who's uh, back and forth with AJ had genuine animosity to it mm. his whole I'm not the people's champion I'm the planet's champion thing I'm absolutely loving Me too. so uh, isn't it funny the people that you give creative freedom to manage to come up with something creative and interesting well, you know, it's funny you say that about Heyman. And I remember watching the beginning of that promo and the, maybe the first five minutes, there was actually a part of me that thought, oh, like as, as magnificent as Heyman is, I don't know how many times I can just sit here and, and listen to, this is not a prediction, this is a spoiler, and all of that stuff. And then just when I, just when I was almost drifting... He then he got me again. Like, you know, he, he just brings me back in because he's so captivating. Um, and when he started to talk about Finn Balor and all the differences between them and, you know, in fairness to Heyman, building, you know, like any good uh, money man will do, he's building up Balor and, you know, saying how much he deserved to be there. But, of course, Brock is the guy. Um, all of those things, uh, you know, Heyman is just such a master of his craft. And, and I totally agree with Will in the sense that, the people who have the most creative liberty of oh, John Cena, whenever he gets on the mic, is the absolute same, and I don't really care what anyone, you know, for all the detractors he's had down the years, that guy is still an absolute master on the on the stick as well. Um, it'd be nice if you can imagine a WWE moving forward that was like that, uh, and and I think when you look at the NXT products, Triple H certainly seems to give liberty to people too. Guys, yeah. what, do, what do we think about the other big sort of thing that came out of Monday Night Raw, which was that Alexa Bliss will be making her comeback at the Royal Rumble? Do you think it was a good thing that that was announced or, or should it have been kept a surprise? As, as I tweeted from the account, um, I, I, I wasn't sure. I felt like it would have been a nice surprise for the Rumble. Uh, I don't really see... I mean, for the mild pop that it got on Raw for the heel Alexa Bliss, I didn't really see the benefit of doing that ahead of time. Also, very much uh, just crowbarred in like at the end of a segment where least, you know it just didn't really make a lot of sense to me to do it that way uh, normally in doing so that kind of foreshadows something but i don't anticipate that she will win it so um the the, the segment itself was an absolute mess yes. and i don't understand why 
they, I just don't understand why when it was the women who were out there and doing that, like the women whose their division is so hot right now, they come out and do this weird mass brawl backstage thing, which I don't think they would have done with the men in the same situation. I, I will say it was good that there was some rumble build on Raw because it didn't feel like there was a huge amount on the other side, apart from, I know, Rollins and McIntyre, there was an element of that of who's going to win in the rumble to that match. But I did think that, I, so my, it's a, this is a rarity, but I'm going to have a, a, a big old agree with, with, daddy popper dave Meltzer here and say that i totally understand from a business perspective what they're doing they pre-announce alexa bliss who's a who's a big draw they pre-announce randy orton who for some reason still seems to draw because it's for them about getting eyes on the product on sunday and it's about getting bums in seats because they're doing it in a stadium rather than an arena again and it hasn't sold out yet because of the putting it in a stadium so i I totally get the idea behind it, but if they then, with the kind of six or seven surprise entrants that they've still got left to be named, don't have one or two really good surprises in there, then it's, you kind of think, well, why did you... It, it makes sense if there's a big surprise still to come, if you see what I mean. So that you still get your pop of the big surprise on the night and you still get more people watching it because they want to see the return of these two wrestlers. Honestly, That's the only way it works. Honestly, do you think... That there will be people on the fence that hear Alexa Bliss has been announced and go, yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree. She's a big, she's kind of a big name. I don't necessarily agree that she's a big draw per se. Um, I, I, I don't think it was imperative to get her announced ahead of time. Just my opinion. Um, I don't know what that business will do for the WWE. Um, yeah, I think how many have they named thus far? Like twenty. I want to say 22 or 24, something they've named ahead of time. I, I can give you the exact number if you bear with me. Yes. For the women's Royal Rumble match, they have na- named 23. For the men's Royal Rumble match, they've now named 20. Right. So for the women, that obviously that leaves out the seven of where you think, okay, there's going to be a mixture of surprises or, and NXT, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I suppose seven... Would it have made much of a difference if it was eight with Alexa Bliss? Probably not. But like you just said, they better be able to carry their weight then because a lot of people tune into the Royal Rumble expecting the surprises. So, you know, what do they have up their their sleeve? Um, As far as women's surprises go, I think between the Royal Rumble last year, the inaugural one for the women and Evolution... They have used up a lot of what they can bring back, and you know what will what people can see for the first time. I, I think off the top of my head, Victoria maybe. Um, Alundra, and if yeah, there, you know, it's there are not very a few legends to come back. You're not wrong, and and I, you know that's not the only way you can obviously do surprises. But there aren't really any obvious examples of people who are on the injury list, etc. There's no one who you're necessarily waiting to be called up unless you potentially get a. Bianca Belair win on Saturday followed by a Shayna Baszler appearance at the Rumble but yeah. I think we're expecting some NXT to be in there anyway so you'd think that the most of the rest of the Rumble in the women's side at least will be made up with surely NXT and maybe a couple of NXT UK you imagine that Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm would appear yeah I, I can't think of any other legends that would come back like because I think I thought a lot of them that came back at Evolution weren't that exciting in a way I mean I certainly wasn't overly excited by them I was more excited about you know the younger people like Tony Storm doing their thing at Evolution with with the way that women's wrestling has gone now I am absolutely more interested in the stars of the last five years and going forward than I am in 
even seeing the the really legitimately big names from the previous eras, like the Trish strategies and the Stratuses and the Leaders, etc. I'm not I honestly couldn't couldn't really care less about anyone else coming back. Well, Molly Holly and people like that, meh, whatever. So they're doing the ta- the women's tag team titles at the Elimination Chamber, so that the winners of that can uh, allegedly face Trish Stratus and Lita at WrestleMania. That's the reports that have been emanating in the past week. Um, I don't know what the benefit of that would really be, but there you go. Right, that's a we thing. should. Um, that's a thing. Yeah. Any, are there that. any more thoughts on the TV this week? I know I've got one about um, Aiden English's debut on Two Hundred Five Live. Uh, as a commentator, perhaps maybe we'll hear from Rusev before I make that comment because he does talk about Aiden English. Yeah, I reckon uh, we should let Rusev uh, spout his his Aiden English isms before we uh, get to yours. All right, so um, I spoke to Rusev yesterday. It's one of those things they do um, at WWE where they get a load of journalists on the line and they give you your five minutes and your fire questions at Rusev. So here is basically an interview with Rusev whilst 19 other journalists listen in like voyeurs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show from somewhere backstage at SmackDown Live. It's the United States champion, Rusev. Hey, Rusev. What's going on? Straight off, I want to talk about your fitness regime because over the last few years, we've seen you go from quite a big guy to half the man you used to be, pretty much. And I, I want to know what you've changed in your routine to achieve that. Is that something that's just been done, obviously, with the Royal Rumble and with WrestleMania coming up? Uh, everything is with the Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania in mind. Uh, I try to change uh, of my eating routine. You know, I got a nutritionist now, Jason Phillips, uh, who is helping me with my diet, and that's all the the changes the world. Because my workout has always been hard. It's just that I've never knew about nutrition until I got to talk to Jason, and now we're trying to. Uh, uh, play around a little bit with the keto diet, and I think this is that my body responds really well to that, and I'm sticking with it. Have you been tempted to try a sneaky little watch of Seamus's Celtic Warrior workouts on YouTube? I've been on that show. I've been on it, and um, we had a great time filming it. You know, uh, and now I'm the one telling him who to invite. You see, we work out in a gym where there's so many different characters, and I'm like, oh, you get this guy, this guy. He's like, oh, you're right. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm right. Just do it. <laughs> and I told him, if you want to go and take a Zumba class together or a spinning class or whatever, I'm down. Um, as long as we have fun and then we get to burn a couple of calories. You need a producer credit on that, be his guest booker. Um, look, in the UK, uh, WWE has been sort of taken over. We have the NXT UK brand. We have a weekly show. We now have our own performance centre, the first performance centre outside of the US. First of all, were there any British wrestlers you grew up being inspired by? I know that obviously Hulk Hogan was a big uh, influence for you, but how about British wrestlers? Well, British, we all know, you know, the British Bulldogs. I mean, that's just, let's just get that out of the way. But at the same time, like, I didn't even know that there was any kind of, like, professional wrestling in Europe. All I knew was Hulk Hogan and WWF. That's all I knew, nothing else. Uh, and, and, and that's why I always wanted to go to America so I could train to be a WWE superstar because I didn't even know there was uh, wrestling in Europe. Uh, if I knew, my path would have probably began a lot earlier than uh, when I was 20 years old going to America. But uh, it's just fake. It is what it is. I, may, I still made it here, but now I'm a huge fan uh, you know, of British wrestling. And I love Fitz Finley. Uh, he is one of, definitely one of my favorites. He's uh, my favorite teacher. And to work with him in the ring and outside is just, 
he definitely has a, he had a huge influence in my career, and even, and even now, day to day basis. We heard earlier that your former partner in crime, let's say Aidan English, is going to do some commentary on Two Hundred Five Live. How do you think he's going to get on? Oh, he's great. You know, he his his strength has always been on the mic, uh, and and his uh, ability to speak. So I think he will do fantastic at that uh, commentary position. You're currently the United States champion. You've won that title three times. I'd say you can keep that now. Let's look forward. Which is the next title that's in your sights? Well, I want to go after the big one. I've only had one uh, one uh, WWE uh, World Heavyweight title opportunity against AJ Styles earlier this year. And uh, this is it for the five or six years I've been here. This is the only chance I've had. We had a good match. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't go my way because of Aiden English. Uh, and I thought... I thought I had that match. If it wasn't for him, I would definitely been champion now. But then again, it didn't go my way. Uh, but for the future, that's definitely the title I would like to I would like to have. Well, Rusev, best of luck on Sunday at the Royal Rumble, and hopefully, we'll see you winning that WWE title sometime. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The delightful Rusev there, who spoke to me in between loads of other people, and it's uh, it's part of the job, which I know wrestlers find a little bit frustrating along with their travel, but seemed in good spirits. Um, obviously, it didn't really have a lot to say about Aiden English. I know they kind of technically fell out on screen. Did either of you hear Aiden English's debut on 205 Live yet? 205 Live is the only thing I haven't really watched from this week. I haven't watched NXT UK yet either because it's on tonight, but I know it's featuring the Jordan Devlin-Travis Banks match, which uh, Al popped quite hard for, it's fair to say. Yes. When uh, <laughs> when it happened at the time. Uh, but, you know, I've not heard it yet. Any thoughts from any who have? Uh, I, I actually watched it and there was a match. This, this new guy, uh, Carrillo, Humberto Carrillo. Humberto um, Carrillo. He took on <laughs> Grand Metalik and they had a really good match. Um, there was a lot of uh, Will Ospreay has done this a lot with people in the past the kind of lots of flippy stuff where you think they're doing a move but they flip out of it and it was if you watch go on YouTube even and watch the highlights of it um, and there's a lot of that kind of you're not going to get me but you're also not going to get me kind of back to back stuff but also a lot of it was very high flying and it was uh, very entertaining the one thing that I have to say about Aiden English, though, is um, when he sings, you know, he sounds good and he has that voice, but you don't hear him talk so much. When you hear him talk doing commentary, he sounds like a pitched down Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Go and watch the clip on YouTube now, on WWE's uh, YouTube, 
and tell me he doesn't sound like Kermit the Frog. I can't lie. On a like, bad day. Do you do you remember when he would um, say when he'd sing for Rusev, but he'd also randomly rap? Like he would chuck in these <laughs> these li- these little, little rap spoken words. Yeah, sections. and even then I'd think, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Not too sure about <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, I don't know. Versus Ron Killings uh, at WWE. <laughs> WrestleMania event and by the way the Royal Rumble event that is still annoying me and all the programming I've watched this week them calling it the Royal Rumble event is still really bugging me Um, it wasn't so annoying last week until Will mentioned it and now I just hear it every single time they do it why why are they doing it why does it need to be called this to differentiate from the other Rumbles I I really don't know the greatest because it's Vinnie Mac Vinnie he loves himself (laughs) None of it really makes sense. Well, look, we've I think we've covered pretty much everything other than the Royal Rumble weekend now. So uh, let's crack on. Shall we start with uh, the NXT TakeOver? Yes. Yeah, why Why don't we with this? I was thinking about this because otherwise we're going to go insanely long. Uh, just essentially give our, our predictions each for each match. But there's no need to go in too much depth about the build, etc. Because we've talked about it plenty oh, on the show already. Okay, let's, let's just do that. Yeah, this all, uh, all takes place in Phoenix, Arizona. Is it? It's not... Um, it's, in the, it's in an arena, isn't it? It's not big enough to be in a stadium. It's not going to be in the uh, NFL stadium there. It's in the Talking Stick Resort Arena. <laughs> of course. Oh, I, of course. I, I'd love to go to that resort. It sounds great. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Right, uh, let's look at the matches on this. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to do it in the order I assume it's going to go in. It's probably going to start with Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono, something which has been building up ever since Matt Riddle sort of debuted. Where do we see this going? Riddle goes over one ten thousand um, percent. Yeah. I mean, it's just a. I mean, we've all seen these opening feuds for people's debuts a million times in WWE, and while I think. Cassius Ono has held up his end of the bargain really well. Um, it is just a spotlight to be shined on Matt Riddle. Um, and I expect him to comprehensively win. When uh, Triple H said to the Inside the Ropes guys that there are some people who will never step up from NXT, that that is their level. I think he, when he's talking about it, he's talking about people like Cassius Ono, who is there to do the job, who is there almost as a coach slash talent and so yeah this is matt riddle all the way and hopefully then going into a program with keith lee because mm. that's what i want to see will loves keith lee uh, next up nxt north american championship you've got ricochet versus johnny gargano johnny gargano who turned up at evolve this week i don't know if you saw that i did looking very comfortable he was, he's just loving it chilling yeah. very at home at those those kind of events uh, where do we see this one going I know that uh, Will is a big Ricochet fan but also a big Johnny Gargano fan I'm a Gargano guy I don't know it, I, this thing kind of confuses me a little bit because I don't get why Johnny Gargano has been so in the main event picture and then is coming down to what should be the more developmental championship really in theory it should be the IC equivalent but he hasn't had a title on him, so I think Gargano might go over. I actually still think that the culmination of the story for Gargano is to win the title, um, and there's going to be something... It, just the way that story is manifested and all of the differences between him and Champa and you know the, the nature of that, I, I still believe, one way or another, he'll turn or not, whatever his character is, eventually he will overcome Champa and, and become the champion. And for that reason, I think it would be suited to WrestleMania weekend, and I don't think he's going to win, purely on that basis. OK, 
Okay, we'll go on from there. Adam Cole's not on this, is he? I've just realised Adam Cole's not on the match. Because Undisputed Era versus War Raiders is Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. I believe. Although they lost the title, didn't they, before? So maybe I'm getting that wrong. But um, no, It is technically still Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Is it? Right, fine. Uh, now, I can see, I can see the sense in putting War Raiders over here because I'm with Al that I think the Undisputed Era go up after Mania but do you keep it on them with a screwy finish here and then have a rematch at TakeOver New York? Brooklyn it'll be Brooklyn of course it will be Brooklyn 5 Brooklyn 4 at this point I don't even know um, <laughs> so yeah when they do TakeOver Brooklyn that's when you'll get them going so I think the Undisputed Era in a screwy finish for me Yeah I actually agree with Will I think that um, this isn't the one to take the titles off them. Uh, although, you know, I wouldn't be too shocked if they if the WWE did put the titles on War Raiders um, and then there was some, you know, kind of heat for the rematch in Brooklyn. But um, I, I think at the moment to keep the Undisputed Era looking strong, uh, Adam Cole's not going to sit around twiddling his thumbs. I'm assuming he'll be involved in the finish in some kind of way uh, and thus we will have uh, retaining champions. And obviously when Undisputed Era do go up eventually, we can have War Raiders versus the European Union, which will be decent. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I like the European Union. That was Union. my response to that. Very much. On noise only. <laughs> <laughs> chub rating and noise rating. NXT only gets noise rating. It doesn't get chub rating. Um, NXT Women's Championship. We, d- we touched on this before we heard from uh, Rusev, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. You think that Shayna Baszler may drop the title? I think Bel Air fanboy Al Mack can be the only person who could possibly answer this question. <laughs> well, everyone thought I was Bel Air fanboy until I said she wasn't as good as Charlotte Flair. And then all of a sudden, all of my Twitter said, you hate Bel Air? You think she's rubbish? Um, she's, uh, she's being rocket strapped, uh, for want of a better term. And the WWE clearly think huge things about Bianca Belair. And while she is still green in some areas, I feel like her program with Nikki Cross has shown that she's um, developing in many areas. And I do think they're going to put the title on her. Um, she's, the, she's the biggest prospect in NXT right now. And I think more than that, it's only a matter of time before Shayna Baszler is actually heading to the main roster. So... I actually do think that Belair will go over contrary to stuff that I've seen online. Right. It's another one, I was oh. just going to say, not dissimilar to the tag where I could see them doing not necessarily a screwy finish, but a retain and a rematch in theory could still happen. But yeah, I but, think Baszler has to drop it in the next two months, basically. So She does. Now? She does. And, and Belair, you know, one part of her, her gimmick in NXT, similar to Oscar, is the undefeated um, moniker. So how do you preserve that without giving her the belt? That's for creative to figure out. All right, then finally, the NXT Championship. You've got Tommaso Champion versus Alistair Black. <laughs> <laughs> I've been literally thinking about that ever since you first mentioned his name about five, ten minutes. <laughs> um, is Gargano going to get involved is the question. Well, and on what side? You know, like they, they, yeah. you know this is... Uh, I, I mean, I think Champ has been a surprisingly great champion. And I don't mean surprisingly in the sense that he can't put on a great match or, you know, his character wasn't intriguing. Um, just him and, and his adorn for the belt really uh, pops me. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, as far as this match goes, it, it, like you said, it's like the triangle, isn't it, of course, with um, Alistair Black being involved and Gargano and all of these things. Um, will it? Uh, you assume eventually it might culminate in the triple threat for the title. Um, so for me, I feel like Champa holds on to it. But I don't know what you two guys think. 
Well, it all depends, doesn't it? Like we mentioned before, The Undertaker, what an amazing final match he would have against Alistair Black and it would make sense character-wise for him to put him over. So, you know, does Alistair Black sort of get somehow out of this? And as you then said, it goes on to a bit of a Gargano Champa 2 or 3 or whatever we're up to now, yeah. where eventually Gargano does win the, the title. Um, so I would imagine Alistair Black won't win the title. I think it will stay with Champa. I am. I'm loving Champa's run, but I also love the tease of the DIY reunion when they yes. did the meeting in the middle on um, on Alistair Black recently. And so, I, it, for me, this is the kind of storytelling that I, w- if whatever direction it goes in, I've kind of got to a trust point with this story, with these wrestlers, and with the the guys behind NXT that I'm kind of just happy to just see how it plays out, and I think it'll go great anyway. That's me sucking up in a big time. <laughs> and obviously, will you get to watch this? will or will you be flying to america as you've mentioned seven <laughs> times in this podcast i uh, know I'll, I'll have landed uh i know i don't fly until yeah i don't fly until sunday morning and with the time difference i'll land in time for the royal rumble actually i'm flying somewhere to watch it this year after last year's lucha libre bar in minneapolis so i need to see if there's somewhere similar in uh, in downtown atl you do can we also even though i won't be there i'll be across in the next state can we do the similar thing as we did last year where we all pick out names of uh people we think are going to win and have a bit of a, a whip round because I, I need to improve on on last year because it was a bit of a poor show yeah i mean if we can get 30 people involved via twitter and actually do it as a listener uh which i don't know how we do it let's talk off air and figure let's it out and then tweet air. about it all right that's that's the saturday night done let's move straight on to the sunday night two events uh two matches that people are predicting will be on the kickoff show unfortunately involves new friend of the show rusev against shinsuke nakamura imagine having shinsuke nakamura on the kickoff show of one of the big four it's not hard to imagine in this day and age, unfortunately, and uh, that's a lot of that. It should be attributed to the way the WWE have handled him. Uh, I personally think, and I mentioned this on last week's episode, I think Nakamura is on his way out. Uh, I know his contract is up this year, um, and I think he's just wasting away until then. Uh, so Rusev will go over. Um, what what meteoric ways to have won it last year, and now he's on the pre-show the very next year. Devastating. I, I, like, I'm gutted for both men involved because I really like Rusev as well. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Shinsuke is, again, when we're talking about people who could move, Shinsuke seems like the mo- another one of the more obvious ones because they just haven't really figured out how to utilize him properly. This and the Cruiserweight being the pre-card ones... It, there's so much about wrestling right now that I'm enjoying and that I like, particularly with the SmackDown side of things. It feels like Daniel Bryan's individual influence appears to be having more of a, a say on that product than almost anything else because uh, there's a lot of belief that he is a big part of the reason why um, why Mustafa Ali is getting a push now. But not just that, Hideo Itami, he's been talking about their matches back in Ring of Honor openly in WWE promos. Uh, apparently he can't hear out of his left ear because of a match he had with him back in Ring of Honor in 2006. And he's like putting over all this exciting young talent and yet we're getting these guys who we know can work hard, who we know are, are going to put on a great match, put on the pre-card whilst we still have to have Shane McMahon involved in a in a main card match. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's the McMahon way. It's what's going to happen, but I don't like it. 
I heard a rumour that Hideo Atami kicked the carnivore straight out of Daniel Bryan back in Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so the rumours are that Buddy Murphy might get a call-up to the main roster onto, well, you know, he's on the main roster, but onto SmackDown or Raw, so he could drop the title here. I mean, Atami seems like the obvious one because you've got Daniel Bryan putting him over in a, uh, putting him over in a, in a promo, but he, his English isn't fantastic, and previously that has slowed them on why they would pull somebody into into a, holding a title or into a main event picture. You know, Asuka's forced her own way in, but I still believe that that's a part of the reason why Shinsuke wasn't given as big a push when he moved up as he maybe should have done after winning the Rumble, like because they just didn't like his work on the mic. So, be intrigued. I, I thought uh, Buddy Murphy's held it longer than I thought he would, to be honest, after winning it in Australia, because I thought he won it just because it was in Australia, but he's proved to be a really good champion. Mm. You'd imagine that for family reasons, he may well end up on Raw, you would think, if Alexa Bliss is on Raw. Although, Maybe. Vince McMahon is uh, historically, he doesn't, doesn't always play that card, does he? he, he has I a- don't know if he has as much power anymore, though. Because, you know, with other options on the table, depending on what the guy's contract status is, if he does something to upset his, you know, upset his family life, it's not, you know, there are other places for him to say, all right, well, I'm off then, see ya. Yeah, I know what you mean. Who knows? Look, SmackDown Tag Team Champion then, uh, Championship, the the Bar versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. We saw Shane McMahon take a nice bro kick to the face last night from Sheamus. Oh, stiff. He uh, shared it just now and someone went, I thought wrestling was meant to be fake. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if they were like joking or if they just didn't get it. I'm, I'm going with the fact they just didn't get it. Um, is this all set up to create some kind of Miz versus Shane McMahon feud at WrestleMania? Yes. That's where I see it going. Yes, 100%. Um, I can't see any other direction for them at the moment otherwise. And um, the the notion of them taking the titles off the bar, and look, they, they might do it in like a short-term thing as like a shock value and then they drop it again quickly as a part of their dysfunction. You can see me using the air quotes. but um, Well, no one else can. I can. Yeah, I'm saying you can. Um, I, I can as well. Just because my camera's not working doesn't mean yours yeah, why, why is it's not. Like when you're a, it's not like when you're a child and you cover your own eyes over and it's like, I can't see you, so you can't see me. This is It's not a game of peekaboo, mate. Uh, well, I can is, still see is, you both. It is for you. I can't, you keep popping in and out. I just keep trying to fix the camera while we're doing the show, but it's oh, not working. God. This is all because me and Alex are on iPhones and Will's on Samsung, even though we're not even using our phones. That's just how it works out. That's the, <laughs> that's the problem you get for being a Samsung knob. Um, do you think that... I mean, I can't see... If the bar do retain, I can't see really where they're going to go unless they have another feud against someone they've had a feud with so many times now, unless they do a superstar shake-up. So... What I would love to see is I would love to see the bar implode slightly as well and then to go on a bit of a singles run. Well, say them, Cesaro, mainly. Yeah, I I totally concur with that. But for some reason, I think that uh, Shane and Miz... I mean, uh, if if they were to lose this match and then uh, splinter off and have their problems already, is that too much time before WrestleMania? Probably. So actually, it might make sense if they did win the titles and they hold them for a little bit before dropping them and and then their problems arise. Drop them at elimination chamber and have a uh, have a big old spat about it. Yes, sounds like a plan. SmackDown Women's Championship then Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Where's that going? Are we still thinking that Becky Lynch will? Is she going to face Nia Jax at WrestleMania? Is that still going to happen? No. Ugh. 
I what I want to see, what I desperately want, and we fantasy booked this plenty, and this was a big rumor a while back and seems to have cooled down, is that Becky loses because Ronda screws her or Charlotte screws her. But ideally, I'd like to see Ronda get involved in that match, and then Becky gets inserted into the Rumble as one of the surprise entrants, wins it challenges Ronda that's the Wrestlemania main event even but certainly a match that we get at Mania I think I think that story um, no matter how much the fans could be telegraphed what's going to happen there it needs to happen like the anticipation although a lot of people will be able to predict that Becky might be a surprise entrant but the pop would still be there like for the for her to get in there and you know (laughs) How amazing would it be if she entered at 29 because they've already told us who's entering at 30 to the massive, massive pop. And then like the ante of what happened when Daniel Bryan didn't come in at 30. But then you've still got to have Carmella, who we all know I love, but coming in after Becky Lynch. Yeah. Just like, they've painted themselves into such a corner with these comedy number 30 entrants. Was that like when love- poor Rey Mysterio came in at number 30 one year and they were like, well, where, where's Daniel Bryan? And it was like, oh, yeah, no. exactly. I'm going to make a prediction now that Carmella's going to come in and she's going to do a dance break in the middle of the Royal Rumble and then everyone is going to batter her and throw her out straight away. (laughs) Batter her. Literally. She she ain't going to wrestle. She's going to get in the centre, dance break, however many, eight people, chuck her over the top, get out. Sling your hook. That's where I'm going with that. Um, It seems to make sense to go on to Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks then for the Royal Women's Championship. Sasha, huh? (laughs) <laughs> I'm upper class, mate. Yes. I'm not. I'm not. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think we, we touched on this earlier. There's no way Rousey's dropping it. Um, I, I, there's obviously conceivable that maybe Becky costs her because Ronda costs Becky at TLC. So, you know, it's conceivable that Becky could come out in the match and get involved. But, but then that, that would make no sense because then how do you set up the date for Ronda and Becky at WrestleMania with... With no title on the line with Ronda, so I think um, Sasha has just been put on this spot because she's probably the biggest name under Rousey on Raw. Arguably, you, can, you know Bliss and Bailey and whatnot are snapping at the heels, but you could argue it's Sasha. And I think that, that she's just there for you know, another name on Rousey's list. Really, are we saying at WrestleMania then, if if Ronda Rousey does somehow end up facing Becky Lynch, that it could be Oscar versus Charlotte Flair too? Well, it's a story to tell, isn't it? With the and they had match of the year last time. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was the best. Well, we was, we were all at Mania last year, and um, I, I made it quite clear. I thought that was the best match on the card, and the story is very easy one to tell. That Oscar needs to right the wrong that Charlotte broke her streak at WrestleMania, sent her on a tumble. So yeah, for sure. Um, I, that would to me that wouldn't be like a underwhelming match to be made at all. Okay, I could watch that. I'll be up for that. Um, WWE Championship then. Um, the new Daniel Bryan, who has been, um, I don't want to say the saviour of WWE's televised product in the last few weeks, along with <laughs> Becky, but he certainly had a big hand in it in the way that, as you've said, Will, he's been allowed the creative freedom to just sort of go with this new character and totally run with it. Um, he takes on AJ Styles. Uh, is AJ Styles winning back that championship? I think it would be a mistake for Bryan to drop it so soon. I think you'd be and honest. I think go on, Will. 
No, Al, you go on. <laughs> I think it'd be a mistake even for AJ to get it again because his last run, for me, was pretty stale until his interactions with Brian. Um, and you say that, and he had great opponents in Samoa Joe, in Shinsuke Nakamura. Even Nakamura's heel turn was very intriguing to me. And yet, it just felt like uh, whether the WWE wasn't spotlighting the title enough on pay-per-views or not, irregardless, it just didn't really pop his first reign was much hotter um for brian i feel like you know they always talk about what you know the man makes the title or the title makes the man but right now him holding that belt and everything he symbolizes about his character it just makes total sense it's fantastic to watch and so much credence to what he says um i would I, i want it to stay on brian and i think he will i mean you i think you said earlier john that um aj might be heading for a date with randall uh, uh, on the grandest stage. Yeah. So, so there you go. The, the, the rumour is AJ Styles against Randy Orton at Mania with Randy Orton almost as like a classic uh, heel faction management proxy where he is stepping in for Vince because uh, after AJ Styles loses to Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble, the whole Vince AJ angle continues and he uses Randy Orton as like the, the blunt instrument with which to get the best out of AJ Styles. My problem is, is whilst those two are obviously great workers and could put on a great match, we'd have had three manias of styles where he has faced Shane McMahon, where he would have faced um, a Jerry. tag match, which was not about him and... Yeah, I just don't like it. Don't like it. He had Jericho, and um, uh, and and I, and I actually think the Shane McMahon match um, over delivered on what people thought. But I, I totally agree. Oh, it was one, it was, it was it the fight. opener. It was the opener to thirty three. Yeah. yeah, and it was great. But it still wasn't. You know, you've got someone who is probably no. only got a couple of years left. Yeah, it's not, the dream matches on the go. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not the best use of AJ Styles. I think we can all agree with that. Um, but in Vince's mind, he's probably looking at fourteen-time world champion Randy Orton and thinking, "Hmm, him and AJ Styles is a bit of a dream match in his mind." He's getting old, though, isn't he? So take his opinion. <laughs> well, I don't know. All right, Universal Championship then. Um, the main event, other than the Royal Rumble, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor, which is, I mean, everyone just isn't really talking about who's going to win. They're just fixated on whether Finn Balor will be the demon or not. He's um, not. He's already said he's not. Yeah, he's not. He said it yesterday. He's yeah, not doing but it. What I mean is that no one's actually talked about who's going to win. It's just it's been they've been focused on that so much. Um, well, that's because Brock's going to win. Well, all right. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, assuming they're just they're just doing a, a, as Alex said, a ten thousand to one shot that Finn Balor will win. Yeah, I, I think it is just it's, it's great that you get, we get to see Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar and all of these things. But it really is. We all know that Brock's going to be holding it till Mania. Um, I, I'm not. You know, apparently Triple H has lobbied for Seth Rollins to be the guy to dethrone Lesnar at WrestleMania. Um, Balor. Apparently, the reason he's not going to be the demon is because Vince McMahon wants to protect the demon character. So yeah, and not have him lose. That was exactly my thought on it, which is why yeah. you don't do the demon. Exactly. I, I think the big problem that that we have with the Royal Rumble in general, other than the what is the quality of the Rumble match, what are the quality of the Rumble matches going to be? Because that is obviously, you know, those are on an event called Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble event. If the Royal Rumbles aren't good, then everything else around it isn't necessarily going to get, you're not going to remember it. And it was two great Rumbles last year. They have painted themselves into the corner by having Banks Rousey, where we 
are pretty sure, like 99.9% who's winning that. We're 99.9% who's winning this as well. So you've got two Raw title matches for, in theory, the, the bigger brand, the bigger titles on paper, where they have to really make sure that those two underdogs, the hope spots really, really work, that we are genuinely convinced that they might pull off a surprise. Yeah, I can, I can imagine the way Brock worked with Daniel Bryan back at, survivor series that's exactly the same sort of match i can imagine where finn gets battered about early has a big comeback has a couple of hopes and then brock ends up getting the win that's i think it's going to be exactly the same sort of format but if you tell the story well and you pull off a good 15 20 minute match then i've got no problem with that i agree to see where finn Balor goes after this because obviously he's had this uh, sort of amazing push in the last couple of months uh where, where does he go after assuming he loses this one. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. I mean, the Intercontinental title picture is probably the, the next step for him. He hasn't actually had a belt on the main roster, so it'd be nice if he got that moment. I don't, I don't see Bobby Lashley being a long reigning champion. So probably he enters that picture again because these the, the main event title picture isn't there for him and, and there's no immediate feud on Raw either that I think people are clamouring to see. So unless there's a call-up that I can't foresee... I think he's destined to go for the IC belt. And of course he did hold the Universal title, but he never defended it. That's true. My apologies. He's, he's just, won that, I'm just but nothing a, I'm just saving your, your ass from someone tweeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. So look, 30-woman Royal Rumble. We've kind of discussed who could win it. Charlotte Flair, probably. Um, should we just pick who we think might be surprise entrants. I mean, we've kind of touched it on it, on it, touched on it for the women's one, haven't we? So there's no probably any point. It's probably just... I, I, think, I, think for, I think for both of them, we pick our winner and we pick our dark horse. Okay. And, and our surprise entrant from the past. If you've got any in mind, I really don't. <laughs> I, I do. I've got Victoria as my surprise entrant from the past um, just because she wasn't involved in anything last year and I think she's tweeted out that this is her final year in ring so I'm assuming this will be the last chance for WWE to give her something. Um, my winner is Becky and my dark horse is Ember Moon. Ooh, I like, I like it. I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Will? Uh, I'm yeah. I, I'm going to take Becky as well. Although I think Charlotte Flair is uh, never a dark horse, but is the other obvious option. It is a top-heavy division, even though it's a very strong division and it's really getting a lot of carry at the moment. That's why it's so desperate for the tag titles to give some of those women in the mid-card something worthwhile to do with their time while the top four, five, six of them uh, battle it out. From the past, I mean. Could we see a Bella get involved? Maybe something like that. I don't, you know, there's nothing that really, there's nothing out there that makes me go, that's one person I'd really like to see involved. There's no one that screams out to me. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I think it's just, just give it to Becky. Just give her the moment. We're, like, I, I know the Women's Rumble finished it last year, but imagine going off air with Becky, Stone Cold style, winning the Rumble and calling out Rousey, and it would be beautiful. She's the hottest star in the business by a mile, so just give the fans what they want, I think. I mean, I yeah, feel a Kenny. bit silly now, but I'm, I'm just going to go for Charlotte Flair just so that if it does happen, I can sort of, you know... Lord say, it over us. So. <laughs> exactly, that's pretty much it. Um, and in terms of someone I think they'll bring back, I'm just going to take a wild stab in the dark and say Molly Holly. Again. Pro- probably. Probably, <laughs> though. Why not? Yeah. But men's Royal Rumble, um, personally for me, I don't see it going to anyone other than Seth Rollins. Um, 
I, I just I, Dark Horse I guess is Drew McIntyre for me but you think it's going to be Seth Rollins in terms of someone coming back I would love to see Gangrel <laughs> I knew you wanted to be Gangrel <laughs> why are you always so obsessed Gangrel. with Gangrel at the moment yeah. What's always Gangrel about him earlier you? when you mentioned the brood I'm now thinking oh I'd love to see Gangrel come back one more time he said he probably he probably doesn't look the same anymore no he probably if you've ever if you ever quickly sort of side note I saw the other day if you ever want to look at a wrestler that does not look how they used to look up Bull Buchanan really he's now an <laughs> okay. actual police officer and he does he just he just looks like a bloke who's worked in an office all his life he looks miserable he looks jaded. Anyway, Alex, who's going to win? Who's your dark horse and who's your surprise entrant? Now, I'm with you in the sense that it's got to be Seth Rollins. Um, I think it's just been built that way. Uh, obviously, the main three are Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre alongside him, but I do think it'll be Rollins. Um, my dark horse, I actually think Andrade is going to get a long run in the Rumble. The bookies' odds have been... Uh, he was third favourite as of last week would you believe, uh, although he's dropped to 16-1 to 1 now. Um, for a return, whew, I, I would, maybe like a Rob Van Dam or a Batista, if uh, they were to kick off any kind of angle for Mania. I don't know whether Triple H is going to be able to make Batista, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see either of them too. Will, you shook Triple H's hand less than three weeks ago. Hang on, How hang on. Trips his hand. Trips Sorry. his hand. <laughs> yeah, you grazed please, Trips guys. his hand with yours. How was he? Was did did he give it a pull or was it his left? I think it was his left, wasn't it? After all that, uh, what? What was? <laughs> have he's, I missed he's injured his left side, isn't he? Oh right, yeah, maybe. Um, there we okay. go. Forget it. You text, <laughs> text him. Text him and ask him. You yeah. I, I was dropping my line. Trips, what's up? Uh, right, here's my hot men's Royal Rumble prediction. Oh, it's hot. Seth Rollins doesn't win it. <gasps> Someone from SmackDown wins it. <gasps> what? Because Seth Rollins going up against Brock Lesnar is a very, very easy story to tell without Seth Rollins winning the Royal Rumble. SmackDown, after... And I, I thought about talking about this earlier, but I didn't really... I, you know, I thought I'd save it for the Rumble. AJ Styles, if he's going to go up against Randy Orton and we've got that kind of Vince McMahon storyline set up there... What is next for Daniel Bryan after this weekend? There's no obvious step into the breach and go. So I think Samoa Joe wins the Royal Rumble. I knew you were going there. Out of nowhere. That's going to be my, that's my pick. I love Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe against Daniel Bryan at Mania. And if you want, throw AJ in for a bit of triple threat action. But that is, that's the match I want to see. So I'm going for it. All right then, and who do you, do you have any name that might make appearance from the past? Uh, let's have Big Sean Michaels in. Let's uh, <laughs> ahead of what his Big, Big Sean Michaels, who's actively said he doesn't want to wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Him if, in. exactly. If he can help, in. If he can help it, he says. So he can yeah. help it. They've got more than thirty superstars. They don't of course, it. and that's the point. <laughs> he can help it, but he doesn't. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, if you would like to send your predictions to us at Pro Wrestle Show is our Twitter. Um, you can uh, just DM Will Gavin if you want to feel like you're big time. Um, or why have I said that? Let's cut that off. <laughs> you can DM me. Uh, my Instagram. No, I'm leaving it in. My Instagram DMs are open. So if anyone wants to hit me up at Will Gav on Instagram, I leave those open because I have less 
weirdos following me on there so i'm more than happy to interact with people if on there. you're a weirdo please follow no 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 on every social the media. people who listen to this show aren't weirdos trust me the people who listen to radio at three in the morning some of them are oddballs i, I actually just got instagram this week because i am like the behind the times ridiculously um and only I'm, the youngest of us by a good six years as well. yeah but i'm gonna look for you too now <laughs> i'm gonna Wait, follow you well he does that followed us yet unbelievable no, I, just, right, I had like, it for like, like three days like when Raw goes off the air and it fades down while something's going on, we're going to fade down this podcast while Alex tries to find me and Will on there. I've done um, it. There's Big Johnners. Great. At Pro Wrestle Show is our Twitter. Um, you find us on Instagram as well. Let us know your Royal Rumble predictions and we will react to the Royal Rumble after the Royal Rumble, unbelievably. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. I've been John Jackson. Willie Gavin. And I'm Al Mack. And Al's naked. <laughs> 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 I've seen way too much of that man's nipples over the last hour and a half.